0: Ask Jack. Oh, good evening. Today is Wednesday, September 21st, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is the doctor's opinion, and our speaker is Elizabeth C. Thank you, Elizabeth. Hi, everyone. I'm Elizabeth. I'm a compulsive overeater.
1: And it's a real honor to be at this meeting. I've been coming since um, I started my abstinence about seven months ago. And I've just been struck by everybody's light in this meeting and your smiles and how free you are. And for the first four or five months working the steps, I would just sit here and think I'm never going to be able to smile like that. I'm never going to be able to be that free." And I am now, or I'm getting there, I'm getting there. And um, I just really appreciate being able to give back a little bit in whatever way I can to this meeting. Um, So
2: I'll start with a prayer. Spirit, please take my fear and replace it with your message of love and light.
1: I hope you can use me tonight to help the newcomer anybody struggling. Please take my ego out of this and use me as a vessel for your
2: message. Amen. So um, I guess I'm talking about the doctor's opinion
1: tonight, and I think I wrote a couple things down that stood out to me in it, and I guess as I go through, I can give you a little bit of my story as well when I read. Um, So the first thing I have on page XXV is convincing testimony must surely come from medical men who've had experience with the sufferings of our members and have witnessed our return to health. So this tells me that I can be free of my illness, that I am in fact ill. And I was ill for for probably all of my life. But when I was 14, I decided to start starving myself and over-exercising and binging. And that began my illness with the food. Um, And that's how I lived for the next um, almost 30 years, 20 years. Um, And it was a really dark and all-consuming way to live. And I missed out on everything. I missed out on college, on marriage, on um, friends, on having friends. I just, I wasn't present for life. So that this book held a solution for me was too good to believe at first. It was too good to believe. And I remember my sponsor telling me talking about spiritual awakenings when I first started working with her and thinking it didn't even really like settle in because I'm like a a spiritual awakening isn't going to happen it just sounded it just sounded impossible for me um and it's happened it's happened and it's not because I'm special it's because I followed my sponsor's instructions I followed the book I did the steps and my higher power is in my life now and I have uh connection. I have a relationship with her now. Um, On page XXVI, in this statement, he confirms what we who have suffered alcoholic torture must believe that the body of the alcoholic is quite as abnormal as his mind. And this was just very clear to me from the beginning of my illness. I I was never able to eat normally as I was never able to eat like the people around me could eat. Um, I was always having seconds and thirds. I remember being in sixth grade and getting up in the middle of the night to go eat out of my grandmother's fridge because she made these amazing desserts. And in that same weekend, my mom told me I looked pregnant because I was eating so much. Um, so it was just always there and it's, it was sort of laughable at the beginning, but, um, it progressed. It took a while for it to progress because, and I was also a compulsive, um, over-exerciser, compulsive exerciser. And I was able to keep up this facade of health. That was my, um, it was my shield against people. So I, I, if I looked okay, I thought there's no way you're going to know I'm broken inside that, I'd rather you think I am I'm cold and inaccessible than cripplingly sh-
2: cripplingly shy and um yeah yeah so
1: and again this is talking about our our allergy so as soon as I ingest my alcoholic foods I am going to have a physical craving for more of these foods. And I also have the obsession of the mind. So when I do quit, I'm going to go back to those foods. And this cycle got smaller and smaller so that my times between binges were um, pretty non-existent at the end. There was no really starving or dieting anymore. It was just binging. It was just non-stop binging. Um, and on page XXVII, what with our ultra modern standards, our scientific approach to everything, we are perhaps not well-equipped to apply the powers of good that lie outside our synthetic knowledge. And this is just so beautiful to me. This is talking about my what I call spirit. I call it my higher power is spirit. Um, This is talking about spirit in my life that I don't have the ability to do what spirit can do for
2: me. And nobody does. These are professionals um, who we can, well, anyways, what I'm trying to
1: say is spirit can do what I can't do. And there's magic in this program. And that was pretty mind blowing to me to see that start to spark to life around step nine and to see that spirit is an actual an actual force that comes into my life and actually changes things. It's not, I didn't discover the way I'm supposed to be thinking about things. I didn't discover like this magic way to manage my life. I just started praying and I did the steps and the more I could let go, the more I saw change in my life, the more gifts I received from my higher power. Um, And it's all still pretty new. I'm seven months abstinent and preparing for this talk helped me a lot to look at kind of some god moments that have happened in my life and to see to look back and see how spirit was nudging me along through the past seven months to some really cool things some really cool things um at the bottom of that page it says they believe in themselves and still more and the power which pulls chronic alcoholics back from the gates of death. So I believe in myself now in the sense that I have a purpose in these rooms to carry the message. And I have a purpose to pray to spirit and to serve spirit. And it's my honor to do that. Um, It fills my heart to do that. And both more than myself and more than believing in my will and the things throughout my life that I thought were going to bring me happiness, being thin, being in shape, um, whatever, food, whatever. Um, I don't believe in those things anymore. I believe in my higher power. Um, and I believe in cultivating that relationship, doing whatever, putting that first, putting that first. Um, at the bottom of XXVIII, it says they are restless, irritable, and discontented unless they can again experience the sense of ease and comfort, which comes at once by taking a few drinks, drinks, which they see others taking with impunity. And I was restless, irritable, and discontented my whole life. Um, I was always racing from, one high to the other, whichever it may have been. I'm in other fellowships in the other 12 step fellowships. Um, and food was the one I started with food was what I first started with to get away from my inability to cope with what was going on in my life. I couldn't handle the pain and the perceived abandonment in my life. So I decided to eat and not eat. Um, to give me a sense of control, exercise, to give me a sense of worth and control. Um, And at the end, the sense of ease and comfort wasn't even there. It wasn't even there. It was um, just this, it was a dark hole. Um, It wasn't even like a cycle anymore because there wasn't any, there wasn't a break from it. It was just a darkness. And then on XXIX, on the other hand, and strange as this may seem to those who do not understand, once a psychic change has occurred, the very same person who seemed doomed, who had so many problems he despaired of ever solving them, suddenly finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol, the only effort necessary being that required to follow a few simple rules. I seemed doomed before. I was crippled by anxiety. I grew up, my dad has misophonia, which is sound rage. And I had some trauma from, from that as a kid, um, especially around eating. So it was just a pretty controlled environment growing up. And any sound I might make was um, really disturbing to my dad sometimes. And that I carried that with me my whole life. I thought I perceived his actions to mean that I was bad and I couldn't do anything. And it wasn't his fault. Like that's how I decided to think about these things. That's what I chose all on my own. Um, So I really believed that I was, I was bad. And these fears ruled me.
2: Um, And that is. That is over now. I can, I used to not be
1: able to eat and um, drink in front of people. I can go, I can eat around people now, as of, you know, a month or two ago. I can speak here. This is even sitting in this meeting seven months ago was such a, it was hard. It was hard to think about people like seeing me, to think that I might be known and to speak out loud and to share. You know the intimate details of my life now is, I'm I'm among friends. I'm among friends now. I see that. Um, and I was ruled. I was ruled by food. I was ruled by, um, by my my body and how I thought I looked. My ego was everything. There was nothing else in me. It was all just fear and insecurity. Um, and that was, that's been, that's turning around. That is completely turning around because of this program. I also had a very big rage problem. Um, and before I started working this step seven months ago, I was really bad to my dog, to my dog, Leo, and he's 13. Um, and I hit him and I would push him and I would yell at him and I would rage at him and put fear in him. He cowered when he saw me, he's, he actually still, when he hears me praying under my breath, he runs away because he thinks, oh, she's in a mood now. Um, and program, I, I have a relationship with Leo now. He's, he's a unit with me and my daughter. We bring him everywhere with us. I pet him. I talk to him. I don't rage him, rage at him, or push him. Um, and we had, I had an amazing experience where he had a, a flipped stomach, a twisted stomach, and I, before program, I would, I might have just, I might have not spent the money to, to have the surgery to save him, and. Because I'm in program, I saved him. Well, I didn't save him. I paid the money to have the surgery. And we have just been blessed, like blessed having this dog around me and my daughter, like all of the games we are playing and the silliness we have with him, the walks, the adventures. It's just priceless that I and I get to redeem myself with him. I get to shower him with love and buy him chicken nuggets from McDonald's and like all this great stuff. So I'm really, I'm grateful that I get a chance. That would have been really hard to live with. Um, let's see. So, and then on page X. Yeah, thank you, Terry. On page XXXI, from from a trembling, despairing, nervous wreck had emerged a man brimming over with self-reliance and contentment. Um, yeah, so this is, this is the gift we get from this program and and all it takes is following the steps, reaching out to fellows in the program, um, being a part of, and not, not separate from joining the herd. Um, yeah, and the self-reliance and contentment is not is not something that I see coming from me. It's, it's a letting go and allowing my higher power to work through me and to gift me with that and, and whatever she wants to give me. Um, and then I just love the last sentence in the doctor's opinion. I earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book through. And though perhaps he came to scoff, he may remain to pray.
2: And um, I think that's about it. I have a couple of pictures to show.
1: And I don't, this is me. um, I guess I better
2: share the screen, hang on. So this is me pregnant. And that was about 210
1: pounds. That was the heaviest I was. And I'm eating ice cream. Um, And this is one of the only pictures I have of me when I was pregnant with my daughter because I wasn't around people. I hated how I looked and I just wanted to hide. Oh, it was the first time my eating got completely out of control because I wasn't able to manage it with the exercise and starvation. And it was the first time I saw that beast, that beast inside of me. So there's that. And then this is me this summer right here with my little girl. And that's my mom and my sister. And those are relationships that I was on the brink of really poisoning with my hate before I came into program. And Now my sister's moving back to Maine from California. I see my mom and I see her in love. I want to help her and be nice to her. Um, I certainly don't hate her anymore. And I don't tell myself any lies about my sister not liking me or um, her thinking she's better than me or whatever it may be. We
2: have a relationship now. And I'm actually smiling. I'm act, like, that's a real smile.
1: And then this is us paddle boarding. That's my dog, Lee, and me. And there's my daughter, Aubrey, tied off to the paddle board. She's kayaking on her own. We just had a beautiful time. And Lee just is living it up. He's got his life preserver on, and he just swam around that whole day, floating around. And then this is just a silly picture of me and my daughter getting dressed time used to be um, really difficult. I would go into quite a rage. Um, I'd have to stop and make calls up until a few months ago, and it was not pleasant for anybody. And this is us getting dressed like we wore the same outfit, the same keens, and like we're in front of the mirror laughing and dancing around. And there's something that used to be just really rough is a joyous moment now a gift from this program and i think that
2: is all i have if i can get back to the screen share there that's- Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much, Elizabeth. That was just beautiful. Thank you so much. <clears throat> okay, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big, big study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter uh, being studied this week, which is the doctor's opinion, We ask that you accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your uh, turn. Uh, So let's see, do we still have Terry? Yes, Terry. Okay. So if you will continue uh, to time three minutes and if um, Elizabeth has asked a question, if you will also give her uh,
2: three minutes to answer. All right. Well, let's start with Julie.
3: Hi, this is Julie, our recovery compulsive overeater. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Um, I was fortunate enough to watch your transformation from day one and if you know by reading the doctor's opinion and, and listening to what, what happens to us when we surrender and the change that happens, it's nothing short of a miracle. Nothing short of a miracle. I mean to we are so blessed, we're given a gift. You know, and it all starts with you know, right? That entire abstinence that is you know, part of the doctor's opinion, and admitting that we're powerless over food and our lives are unmanageable. And you know, it's like right now, where am I? I'm in a loud area. I'm in a casino, right? Where there's all these things, but we can go and do anything, be anywhere, because I'm with family. I'm with my husband. I'm with my sister, who I love deeply, and. I get to just be and be present. And I couldn't have done that if I was still in the food, if I still weighed 155 pounds heavier than I am today, if I was still crazy, living in insanity. And it's only through working the steps that I was able to um, have a spiritual experience, that I was able to, I guess, get to know my creator. Which is unlike anything I ever had when I was growing up. And, you know, we all have things going on in our lives. And I've got a couple big things, and it's like, it doesn't matter, right? They're just events. I don't have to ever overeat again. And I also don't have to character um, assassinate. I don't have to hurt people like I used to with my words, like, you know, like Elizabeth was talking about. I mean, you know, yelling and screaming and people being afraid of me. I don't have to be, I'm not that person anymore. And it's only through working these steps that I have been able to have that transformation. Of course, the weight loss is great. I'm not going to lie. But that is such the bare beginning. And um, anyway, I just want to say thank you. And thank you, Elizabeth, for, for just um, being in my circle. It's such a gift. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Julie. Okay, Julie C, you're up
4: next.
1: Hi, everybody. Julie, compulsive overeater and food addict. And Elizabeth, I just wanted to say how grateful um, that I came on the meeting and heard you. Um, Recovery is just miraculous. And, um, you know, I just want to say how grateful I am for this program and a safe place um, to just, a safe place to talk about things and, how brave your share was um very very brave and honest and I just appreciate it and I love seeing miracles I love it and you're definitely one and um just your bravery and honesty and a place just a safe place for us to all come to I'm really really grateful for this for this safe place so thank
2: you Thank
5: you, Julie. Okay, Eileen. Hi, Eileen. I'm covering compulsive overeater. Um, hi, everybody. Um, I, I can hear my son laughing in the background playing games, which is actually my my joy right now. Um, Elizabeth, thank you so much for your share. I, um, I'm blown away. I am blown away by the share tonight. Um, I, I, I am just blown away. I uh, exactly what was just previously shared, previously shared um, the bravery. you know, I wish, I wish I heard more of that, you know, like when, when the share about the dog was said, I was like, oh no, oh no. I am not a, I'm, yeah, I don't have a dog, but I know a lot of people are dog people. And I was like, oh no, how is this going to, you know? And then the fact that you shared your story about it and I was like, why don't more people talk about things like this? You know, if I were to talk about how I was with my son, how I was, how I used to think things I used to say behind my sister's back you know, like the real truth, the stuff we talk about in our four steps that we don't tell other people in, but we talk about in meetings. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful to say it out loud is it's a miracle to hear in this space. And I was honored to be a part of your share tonight because I don't, I don't hear enough of it. I don't hear enough of it. And, um, God, it was just great. It was just so great. I felt a part of tonight. I felt one human being talking to another human being about what it's like out there out of recovery, working in recovery. It's, it's what it's like being a human being. And I always need to hear that. And so just thank you so much for your truth and honesty and, um, Oh, it's just such a miracle for me. So thank you so much for your share and grateful to be here. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Eileen. Uh, Yvonne.
4: Okay, I think I'm unmuted. Hi, everybody. I'm Yvonne. Um, Elizabeth, thank you so much for wonderful share and yes it was it was honest and it was vulnerable but I especially love that it ended with this um, story of you being you know living joyous happy and and free and having this beautiful life that um, you never had imagined for yourself and that to me just gives me so much hope and what kept me coming back at the beginning and the doctor's opinion is absolutely right now, I'm sure it will change in time. But my favorite chapter um, in the book, because it was the first time I heard what was wrong with me, that I had an allergy of the body an obsession of the mind and a spiritual malady. I, I thought I just needed to lose weight and get more willpower. I didn't realize that I was approaching the problem from this totally crazy Um, perspective and doing it over and over and over and over and over again um, and expecting different results so when we talk in step two about insanity that for me was my insanity just you know the endless endless tryings of the same kinds of things and then being surprised when they didn't work out Um, and so yeah it's just really powerful for uh, me to hear other recovered people continue to talk about their journeys, and how much we have um, in common, and I don't come from the restricting side of things, I was always um, uh, on the overindulging end of things, Uh, and yet our commonalities in the the character defects that we share um, is there, no matter, you know, how we get there, it's, you know, our our list of things is always very similar, and I just appreciate hearing um, stories that are very different from mine and yet so much the same as well. So thank you for sharing tonight. And with that, I'll pass.
2: Thank you, Yvonne. Okay, Bonnie, you're next. Hey, Elizabeth, I hope you're feeling the love.
6: (laughs) It is coming through the screen, my friend. yeah, we go way back. We talked a long time ago. We were, I I connected with you, you know, well over a year ago. Um, and we connected because we have a daughter with the same name. It's not a common name. Instantly, I thought, oh, I love this girl. Um, what's the takeaway from tonight? There was a lot. Um, your honesty, right? I mean, I thought about, um, you know, on page XXI where it says about one year prior. And I was trying to think of like exactly how far back I met you. I know that it was when, you know, at least when I, when I was in Florida and walking early mornings and we connected in the mornings at times. And what I think about is um, you had read on it, you know, from a trembling, despairing, nervous wreck had emerged a man brimming or with self-reliance and contentment. And I have in my um, notes, ease of mind, right? I see something different in you. I hear it different in you than I saw it a year ago you are definitely changed. And it's beautiful. Not like it wasn't beautiful then. But you are at peace now a greater peace than I had ever heard before. And it is amazing. Um, You also mentioned you said, um, the more I could let go or the, the, the more I could let go, the more change I saw. And that was beautiful, because that is our reality, isn't it? In this disease, the more we hang on, the more the harder it is for us to be able to do anything. But the more we let go, the more change that we see and the more freedom we have. And that made me go right to page, um, um, it's page 13 and it says, common sense would thus become uncommon sense. This is what you did tonight for all of us. And I just so appreciate that. You were willing to lean in and share stories, right? Share stories that in the past, maybe you wouldn't have shared. And that makes all of us take this deep breath and go, I can share too. And so for that, I thank you. You are precious. You are beautiful. Um, In the disease, we can't be of service. But God has done a great thing in you. And because of that, you are of service and you were tonight. And thank you so
2: much. Bless you. And I will pass. Thank you, Bonnie. Okay, Meredith. Hey everybody,
7: I'm Meredith, compulsive reader in Nashville. Um wow, thank you Elizabeth. Um I, I was thinking about the vision meeting this morning. Um and they said they were reading um, on page 29 where it says we believe that It is only by fully disclosing ourselves and our problems that they will be persuaded to say, Yes, I am one of them too. I must have this thing. And, kind of like, like somebody else shared when you talked about the dog, I was like, Well, where are we? <laughs> what's gonna happen? But you know, um, I know now that you wouldn't be able to share that if you were still covered up with shame in your disease. It just, um, you couldn't disclose it. You would be wearing your mask still. Um, You said earlier in your share about, um, you know, something like as long as I looked good, they would think I was okay. And I would rather have them think I was cold and uncaring or something like that than to be vulnerable. Man, you were vulnerable and it is a thing of beauty. Um, I have things that, you know, regarding my son, how I, I was a rageaholic and um, stuff like, I was gonna take that to my grave. And I'm changing to, like, I can talk about this stuff and because of this program and you all and the safety and love that you provide, it's, it's just unfathomable. I, I told somebody earlier today that my, I feel like my brain is being rewired to uh, like be able to accept love that it was just so foreign to me. Um, so just thank you, that was um,
2: as courageous and
7: just lovely. So with that, I'll pass, thanks. And we will now stop
0: the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Jackie, will you stop the recording?